0: Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast this month, sponsored by our friends Manscaped. Woo. You excited? You feel fresh? Yeah.
1: I feel very fresh. I I uh, I actually we got um we got freebies. They sent us the kits.
0: We got some kits. Yeah, I didn't know that I needed to be more aerodynamic uh while podcasting, but I certainly am. I my theory is they've looked at our show and they're like look at the amount of hair on these guys just forecast it out what the rest of the body could look <laughs> yes. like
1: i definitely think there was a like <laughs> oh we see the video which is great because that means someone's watching our youtube thanks manscapes clearly uh <laughs> but yeah they looked at it and like well i can just sort of like figure it out from the top down so uh yikes
0: joke jokes on you i look like a uh, pumpkin head as he starts transitioning to lance hendrickson at the end of that <laughs> No, actually, uh, I like Manscaped. The trimmers are fantastic, so I've been using that. I'm going with the Jason Statham look. Ooh, nice! So it looks it looks like my junk is about ready to fight a prehistoric shark. Very cool. Um, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, that's not the only thing I've been having to fight, ladies. All of them. Get back! No, this isn't for you. <laughs> I don't know because I'm still wearing pants, but they must sense it from a distance. I uh, yeah, I don't think I've
1: ever done. I've done some manscaping i suppose but never specifically like i don't know it worked really well i've i have like my other clippers that i use and actually i realized after using this that they're incredibly dull i use like they sent (laughs) us the uh they sent us what's called they call it the lawnmower 3.0 that's the kit we got which is actually it works very well but yeah i I, I, i'm not going for jason statham as much as i am like hmm maybe like kurt russell in miracle that's where i'm gonna go like not rose yeah that's the best i can do because i think i'm gonna go with kurt russell <laughs> but it's he's just wrinkly enough you know what i mean so you can at see least, it, but it's not
0: there. at least do kurt russell in big trouble little china that's the look you're trying to cultivate i don't think i don't think
1: yeah. i don't think my stuff's that that masculine to be honest with you it's definitely it's that haphazard that. and sad but certainly not that masculine
0: see what you're saying is exactly why manscaped is here to help us right i think most guys we don't we don't take the self-care as seriously as we are but you're taking care of yourself it's true you're taking care care of your spouse who definitely doesn't want kurt russell from the thing when it's time to wrestle definitely no one wants that right so i think it's something we forsake i used to be one of those guys i had a beard trimmer but like you said a little rough aggressive you get you get it caught once you get a little blood trickle it becomes horrifying I've also been a guy who's been known to steal my wife's leg razors. Yep. Also causes problems and tremendously horrifying. The lawnmower, though, you get in there nice. It's got a nice amount of power, but it's a smooth drag. So, again, you get that Jason Statham. You're fighting the sharks of the world, man. You're not alone anymore. Now I'm Rain Wilson, and the little guy is Jason Statham. And we're ready to take on any prehistoric crimes that might arise.
1: These guys spent, like... By the way, I don't know if you know this, they spent, like, 18 months developing these, like, ball trimmers. So, like, they put in, like, a <laughs> lot of work to make these things, like, aerodynamic, smooth, they're waterproof, which is really cool. And I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, like my bathroom is not particularly well lit. There's also this little LED light on the end, so I can, like, totally see if I'm about to, like, Nick my wang off, which is great, because nobody wants that.
0: I actually only do uh, candle lighting via Barry Lyndon when I'm shaving myself. So. Right, so
1: Griffey does his by nice. way of... Griffy does the Edgar Allan Poe trim. I'm a little more with the technology, you know?
0: <laughs> the Raven's another good style to go for. But yeah, yeah. guys, they are, they are great trimmers. It's great. And since they are sponsors of the show, we can help you guys yes. get your own manscaping setup. Alex, tell them the deal. It's very reasonably
1: priced. Uh, So if you go to manscaped.com... You uh, put in the code film at checkout. You get 20% off plus free shipping. I actually tested it out to see what the code would do. If you get the trimmers and um, an item they have on there called ball deodorant, which, you know, if that's your thing, great. Uh, It comes out to 32 bucks. That's very reasonable. And actually around around this time when Christmas is coming up, and especially because we're all stuck in quarantine, not a terrible present for someone who might need a trim here or there.
0: Yeah, help us out. Help yourself out. Indeed. Then we can all come out of quarantine, maybe out of Christmas early next year. Looking like Stallone as he's unthawed in Demolition Man would be the ideal. Oh setup. God, please! That's what manscaping can give you, and that's what manscape is help. Manscape yes. is helping us give to you guys. So the code is film. The code is film for twenty percent off and free shipping. Correct. Indeed. Get yourself a lawnmower, become the lawnmower man of your own, fil- your own self, right? Not Dude. all problems are digital. Even the lawnmower man, if right. you're going to fit in that tight, uh, that tight gyro ball suit, he would have <laughs> had to take care of himself. So guys, as a movie fan, you can just watch all the movies I just mentioned while trimming yourself. Keep it tight. Keep it right. You're welcome. Get manscaped guys. Get manscaped with the code film onto the show. Woo. Friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look in movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my muscle bound father. And should he be around that kid, co host?
1: Alex Dandino.
0: <laughs> That'll make sense in a moment. But before we start our beefcake uh, party entree, some being news, guys uh as always thank you so much for joining us we hope you enjoy your time here please take a second and leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show especially if that happens to be apple podcast app it helps us out a ton thank you to those of you who've been doing it guys please share the show on your socials with all your friends uh we're on all the socials you're on twitter instagram facebook all that kind of stuff you can find us there it's a great way to connect share the shows invite your friends uh reach out message us uh, if you want to message us, you can also email the show film pod at gmail.com. So you can let us know what movies you'd like to have covered. New old double features themes for a month, anything like that. I will say uh, as every December, we stuff your stockings. We've been asking for requests. We've gotten some good. We've already gotten a double feature. We've gotten two new flicks, a gang of old ones. We've got some really good stuff coming All up in our listener selection. So if you're hearing this now, you still have plenty of time. It's not December yet. We record all through the month. So get your picks in any movie you want to hear us discuss, hit us on any of the sources I just named, and we might discuss your film uh, as a stocking stuffer. Yes. Um, also, please head over to our YouTube channel film alchemist now, formerly nerd alchemist. Now it is film alchemist, a little less confusing. Uh, so go over there and find us. We have some new stuff dropping. Uh, we're really working on ramping up the YouTube present uh, presence in the upcoming year, so please go over there and subscribe.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. Also, we are one thousand percent. We're also sponsored by Manscaped this month. Woo, Manscaped.
0: Griff, that's right.
1: Are you baby smooth like uh, John Matrix uh, in this movie?
0: <laughs> like John Matrix? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's how I was able to roll that paint on so smoothly, but yeah, not only am I so clean shaven now in my, my, my little griff, uh, it actually, I think is directly what's responsible for me being down to a stubble beard again. Yeah. I went away from the black Phillip beard, uh, because I was just too used to being smooth and comfortable. I couldn't deal it. But anyways, manscaped guys go treat yourself. It's a great gift for others. Great gift for you. Absolutely. Wonderful. Code film. will get you 20% off free shipping so go do that it helps the show out enormously and it helps you out enormously. it does
1: guys there's a lot of cool stuff on
0: there one more piece of business if you're on the youtube you can see we got that hot merch on that's right uh, so you can find us uh on all our socials we have a link to our t public t republic t public uh we have a yeah we have a link to our merch store so now you can have things with our show's logo on it and some more new stuff coming there man that's a lot of business to get through every time all right let's do it the pod is bringing the beef uh arnold is definitely the beefiest of the beefcakes this month commando is probably the most meathead friendly movie of the month yes uh zardoz definitely not swayze's got a little bit of a romantic undertone demolition man has some a bit of philosophy In sci-fi speculation. Uh, I said a bit. (laughs) The sci-fi speculation and philosophy is as small as those Taco Bell portions, but it's there. right? Uh, Commando is just straight up, when you think of the 80s action wave, right? I feel like Commando is the kind of flick that checks all the stereotypical boxes. I would agree. That you're imagining, right? This? Um, (laughs) Yeah. It is just... Muscles and fighting and guns and awesome one-liners. Alex, hit me with your opening thoughts on Commando.
1: Commando is the prototype for every action movie anyone's ever made fun of in the history of action (laughs) movies. It's wonderful. It's very straightforward. It has a very simple premise. Don't go steal my daughter that also there's a chance I might be having a relationship with. We'll get to that
0: controversy yeah but controversy uh yeah it's essentially just taken. like taken is commando yes but a little fancier a little more european swag right a little bit. this is just straight up uh beer for my horses version of <laughs> uh <laughs> taken
1: right? yes absolutely beer for my horses version of taken
0: yeah the beer for my horses version um i love the insanely convoluted stories the 80s movies Came up with around people in the military. <laughs> like, so essentially the plot of Commando, for those of you who it's been a while. But you should go check out Commando. I know it's on HBO it's on Max on HBO right
1: Max, now. HBO Max right now.
0: You should probably buy it because you'll be rewatching it, right? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. This is a guy who was in an elite military. Fo- we know not a Green Beret because that's what he eats for breakfast. No, no. He was
1: Delta Force.
0: Yeah, so he's Delta. Not Delta Farce. Not Delta Farce. Larry the Cable Guy. Delta I Force. I mean. You know, Yes, yeah, so he is a Delta Force commando who disbanded his group because he wanted to hang out with a young girl that we're told is his daughter. A uh, bit of a hard pill to swallow.
1: <laughs> we'll get to that. Then,
0: Controversy. Yeah, we'll get to that, right? <laughs> uh, he just apparently just has been cutting down trees to slowly add to this log cabin in the middle of nowhere, doing dad life, right? Next thing you know, his team is getting killed to throw suspicion off of one military murderer so that they can co-opt him to become a military murderer for a disposed, a deposed third world general. Yes. So that Arnold can then, instead of his teammate, go kill a president and they'll kill his daughter. If they don't do that, it's a lot. One of the things I love about these movies is just the amount of effort they went through. Like you, you could have just shot the guy, like just go find any sniper in the world and pay him money. Instead of, I'm going yeah. to steal a guy who looks like Arnold's daughter.: I
1: feel like the movie: bad uh, gambit. I feel like the movie "Shooter" with Mark Wahlberg is happening concurrently with Commando, <laughs> and they're like happening in the same universe, but like one person is like, "Oh, you know what we're going to do? Let that guy go over there. This guy, though, we need to pay, pay, pay special attention <laughs> to and just kidnap Alyssa Milano. I'll say this.: yeah, it's, uh, I was 34 years old. The first time I ever saw the opening credits to Commando, I have...
0: Have you never seen this?
1: I've I've watched... No, I've seen Commando before. This is the thing, though, is I've only ever caught Commando on television and routinely miss the opening credits. The first thing I always see uh, when yes. I, like, watch the... First thing I always see is, like, the helicopter rolling up to the house. That's almost... Yeah. That's the first scene in the movie I've ever seen. I've never seen the like the opening with like the guys getting shot. And I've never seen this delightful montage of these two uh, adults falling in love, uh, Alyssa Milano and Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, since the movie Leon, the professional it was probably the last time I really had to grapple with something like this. Right. I was like, are we just doing Lolita with guns to distract us? Like, is there a crime? Ever? Yeah, this is, the opening setup of how they meet, right? So Arnold is just, we start off, and before we even see Arnold, we just have to like do a close-up on all the veiny, all his, muscles. All right? his
1: muscles, and also, for a guy who's doing a lot of work in the woods, very, very clean boots.
0: Okay, I'm not here to judge his boots. Like, Maybe repeat- this is a man who's, they say he is silent and stealthy, man. He doesn't get caught in the Also,
1: love. the opening of this movie definitely was uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, because there's a lot of feet in this opener, a lot of feet.
0: What? That's the real. That's the real stealthy enemy of the movie is the feet fetish. <laughs> no, what I'm telling you is the opening scene where we are introduced to his daughter yeah. is a textbook action movie meet cute, right? If that's such a thing, right? Yeah. They meet. It's less cute and a little more oh what's up Uh, like you meet a girl (laughs) what's up you want to go rub abs later all right right that's what i assume meat cutes are for muscular people sure sure instead of having like you want to go
1: great abs yeah oh that all all checks out totally
0: yeah right i I got a pull-up bar in my door frame it's cool Uh, i hang stuff from there either neither here nor there right so he's cutting down trees with his axe right another manly macho thing we see a shadowy footstep approach right when he looks in the axe that is a classic he's going to catch the girl dip her down for the kiss right this is the woman yep. right i was the untamed beast murderer for the government until i met the girl that tamed my savage kong like heart right right so instead of a kong heart now i've just got the kong dong and i'm staying at home <laughs> right and then you start kissing and like right. that's a meet cue. right Definitely. they forged a life when it's a child, the pan around of Alyssa Milano, no matter how many times I've seen this movie, always makes me... <laughs> there is a, like Ernest P. Worrell. Ew. There is a <laughs> sense
1: of for sure. Yeah. Um, it's hard to...
0: I mean, them in the pool, her making him pancakes and shit. There's a like, lot of
1: weird like stuff weird. that... It's fascinating because you look at it and you're like, okay, clearly this is made by... This is either made by people who don't have children or have like oh, nannies sure. who he'll handle their children for them because like again if I was going to make a montage of me taking care of my kid it certainly wouldn't be like that like setup up where she like steps out of the house because yeah that is straight up like a oh who's this sex kitten who tamed the wild oh it's his little it's a little girl this is weird
0: yeah. and then it like goes it's about to be an axe an axe murder or a tea party time will tell <laughs> and it goes to
1: like the the ice cream bit which is you know, that's always a classic. But in that, yeah. conti- it, like, I've never seen in the context. That, but wait,
0: wait, wait. That's a good point. I got to pause you there because the ice cream bit, right? You have a kid. If my kid's smash an ice cream cone <laughs> in my face. I throw it away. That's it. Get the fucking car. I'm smacking oh, yeah. that ice cream to the ground. Day's over. Family life is ruined. Absolutely. Everyone has to go home and cry and then, like, are we still in this? Is this family over? That's what happens, right? The ice cream thing only works if an attractive person to right, you Exactly. I then was about, licks it off your face. What I was about
1: to say is, I've never seen that bit done in a movie <laughs> that wasn't about two people falling in love. Which, again,
0: we should ask the alchemist. Send us any non-sexualized ice cream play from a movie. Find that. I'm 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 coming up hard-pressed.
1: Find it, <laughs> and find it, and prove me wrong.
0: <laughs> but it, yeah, it's it's a strange opening. It also. The other weird thing about it is that the film just foregoes even a line of exposition. Like, your mother raised you, but now I raise you because she died, yeah. upgraded. Um, upgraded. We're just not going to acknowledge <laughs> that, right? Like, there's no... Like, Alyssa Milano doesn't have anything to say about it. Arnold has nothing to say about it. She's just gone. There's no friction, like... Hey, I bet mom would still be here if you weren't such a cock. Ooh. And just flying around the world uh F fiving phone boots. How's but the- no, like we just refuse to acknowledge How's it.
1: How's this though? In yeah. the in the case that it's not acknowledged, is there a chance that this is actually the commando's actually the sequel to Junior? And Junior just was shot much later? <laughs> just saying. There's a world. <laughs> If we're not going to address the non-existent mother, maybe that's because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe
0: it's John Matrix. Okay, so I like the idea of going back through Arnold's oeuvre, right? Right. And just being which female characters in said movies could have been birthed by Arnold, right? Like the Terminator (laughs) goes back and he births Sarah Connor, who then births the one. Who brings down Skynet because he needs someone to send him. Okay. Like, sure. Right. Right. Probably every Arnold movie you could do that game with. Sure. Did he burn his female co-characters? Maybe. It makes true lies a lot weirder. Definitely. It would explain the Quado thing, maybe. Whoa. What if when Arnold talks to Quato, he's seeing his own inner uh, womb trauma? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? I
1: actually really like that, by the way. That's a yeah, nice. Quato
0: coming out of the guts. He's like, that was me. That's
1: good. But nine
0: months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we got here on Arnold just birthing all of his female co-stars. But...
1: I believe it was because I posit that Junior is actually the prequel to Commando.
0: I suppose that, that makes sense in a really weird way. The guy's just like, I'll quit with my highfalutin coastal elite life and i'll just become a log jam and murderer you know? <laughs> but i don't remember exactly the setup of uh junior i feel like it's probably one of the key plot points i would have remembered if i had seen that since i was like nine is who inseminates arnold did like a vial spill on him was this like a spider-man no, no, like it's, a, um, a rogue mutated no, sperm? no it's
1: a uh, danny devito inseminates him
0: like they did in the movie Don't Breathe. Like what? How did he? Inse-
1: <laughs> yeah, he was like a, it's a, a turkey baster thing. I don't remember.
0: Arnold chose to be inseminated for science. Oh yes. Ah, uh, see, I always, I think in my mind, I had rewritten it because I have no idea what happened in that movie. Rewritten it that it was like a ricochet, like ping, ping, boom, and it bounces off the condom and goes back down the tube, and it's like ha ha. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And Arnold impregnated himself. Okay. Again, we got to stop talking about Arnold reproducing. (laughs) All right. So that's what this podcast is now about. It was Arnold and the nanny. (laughs) Oh, wait. That was real life. Also, neither here nor there. (laughs) Okay. Back to Commando, though. One of the things that is so stellar about Commando, this is one of the things I loved about 80s action movies, man. The stellar cast of just awesomely memorable, instantly charismatic uh, character actors, right? Yes. And these guys would jump from kind of action movie to action movie. Mm-hmm. And you feel like as soon as you saw them, you knew something about the character, even if they couldn't be more disciplined. Oh, yeah. Without,
1: right? a, without, without a question, that is like the thing that's most strengthening about this movie as far as carrying us beyond Arnold Schwarzenegger's mm-hmm. mysterious child and also like his muscles in general <laughs> is that... The cadre of villains he has to deal with is a lot like it feels almost like Bruce Lee, like like we're like getting we're making our way up to like Dan Hedaya, who brown faces as this uh, deposed leader. Oh, um, no.
0: OK, so let's just take these one by one. Uh, Dan Hedaya, who is essentially to me, if I were to cast him as a character actor, it would be angry Italian uh, middle manager or father.
1: I always remember him as the, I always remember him as the father from night at the Roxbury night at the Roxbury is the thing that I Again, I know that's a weird yeah. association, but that's always the one I have for him.
0: But that's what it's kind of, it fits into the vibe, right? Uh, you know, he had an amazing career to see him pop up in this though. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, cause yeah, again, dad and clueless. So he's kind of the, the rich dad all the time. He's right? always the rich. dad. Let's see what else are his other big hits? Uh, yeah, Night at the Roxbury.
1: Rookie of the Year. He was
0: in Adam's Family. Right? He's, Adam's he's family. the, he's he's
1: the, the Weasley owner and R- Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, but see, those kind of roles make it To see him as the third world <laughs> general. And uh, it's funny because I think he's got to be in the Hall of Fame. And for Arnold movies, I feel like this is a pretty good, deep category. Oh, yeah, totally. But one of the worst foreign accents in a an 80s action movie
1: absolute garbage This
0: has to be pretty high i up mean there. the
1: best part about this movie is that you don't have to be very good at a <laughs> fake accent to be menacing because like arnold schwarzenegger again we established early on that he didn't want that life anymore he wasn't about that life so he went off to the become a log jam and you know awesome guy <laughs> and then got you know he, he got godfather 3 back into the life so that's like part of the deal but that's the best part is you don't necessarily need to have an accent or a thing like all of these guys have their own little thing like i mean cuz you've also got like david patrick kelly from the warriors who's right
0: he's my he's my favorite one cuz david patrick kelly he gives it such a fun vibe for this movie oh yeah, he's right cuz it's arnold is this giant big muscle man right and him doing the He's got the pinstripe suit. Mm -hmm. He's got the cockiness. What I love about his performance in this movie, there's that great scene when he's just strutting through the airport. Yeah. After he's trying to pick up the flight attendant, right? And that scene has kind of a scary, ominous predator's walk to Uh it. But the way he walks... He's doing this like massive big dick swing and oh, walk, yeah. right? Oh yeah, totally. The same as Arnold behind him, who's like kind of like tiptoeing, right? And he's just this five foot two. He's living his, hey, oh, he's hey. living his
1: best life in this movie.
0: Yes, Uh-oh. he's so. But again, this is what eighties movies did really well. It's almost d and D function, right? The changing of the sizes and the visuals and this and that, right. it becomes really fucking fun. Like even. Oh, God, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who just gets on the airplane with him. Right? Oh,
1: yeah. That guy is the best. He's just
0: like the he's got the Miami Vice suit and the hat. Mm-hmm. And it's just everything. Right. He gives like the cool salute as he's about to get on. Every guy had a thing. Right. Right. Even uh, we got to talk about uh, who was it? Was it Vernon Wells who plays Bennett?
1: Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Vernon Wells. Now, who's Bennett like Vernon might Wells be... is like one of the like classic 80s action. guys, Right.
0: Oh, I left out Bill Duke well, yeah well, Predator, I thought babe. you were,
1: I thought you were coming around to him, yeah Bill Duke is yeah. the man
0: he's got him and Arnold seen together he's just one of those guys he always just brought it yeah I bill duke i I always loved when he popped up and things, but the one for me was so Vernon Wells is, is Bennett to me might be my favorite if not the most tragic figure <laughs> in any of these eighties action movies is a bad guy because. The pairing of him versus Arnold, it, it works for me on a couple levels, but I don't think any of them are the way they intended. No, right? No,
1: no, no, no. For sure.
0: Uh, one, he just—he's like this schlubby uncle, right? He's got like an Uncle Rico quality to me, right? Like talking about how he'll throw like a dead body over the mountains over there, like a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't. And you just see him and Arnold on screen together. Yeah. Well, One of these things is not like the other, and it's hard to bet. Ba- the thing I love, though, right? Because he's this frumpy uncle, bad haircut. He's kind of like a what I he in this movie as Bennett is what I think Officer Farva imagines himself to be and look like. Yep. In Super Troopers, right? That's how I think totally. of Bennett in this movie. But what I like is that he does the uh, he does the very low key. Uh, Chainmail tank top. <laughs> yeah, very,
1: very, very not on the nose at all. Yeah, he looks like um he looks like one of those guys who takes backyard wrestling really seriously. Like, like the, the oh yeah the DVDs that used to come out of like people like in their backyard like doing their own wrestling teams. <laughs> He's that guy. That's how he looks.
0: It's like I don't care what happens to me tonight. I'm jumping off the roof. I'm jumping off the that roof and going to and
1: do all kinds of cool stuff. I saw on the TV. Like that's <laughs> and, that's yeah. this
0: guy. And then once I defeat Dogpile over there, I'm gonna power bomb Ask Jeeves into barbed wire buckets. He's just like every wrestler has like a an old <laughs> like defunct search engine name,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> and then I'm gonna take MapQuest and I'm gonna choke slam him onto flaming tacks. Woo! Yeah, no, Bennett is um. All right, so we've got the this maniac uh farva super farva who looks like a backyard wrestler (laughs) Uh, right (laughs) going up against arnold just the king of action movies to me and he just he doesn't look the part he's got a weird outfit why does bennett still work in this movie though because i would argue he's actually super effective as a villain in this film what about it works for you
1: i'm gonna tell you one reason why and it's it's this bit and it's the only reason it works. It's why it has, it's why it worked throughout the entirety of the eighties for like, cause I gotta be honest, like most eighties action movies do not have very convincing villains to me, like not particularly great, like either seconds or big bads. Here's why <laughs> that mustache, 100%. The mustache, right? <laughs> it's all about the mustache,
0: the Randy Marsh, the Randy Marsh it,
1: he might not be impressive, in the bod section, but that chainmail, that chainmail tankini is definitely rocking.
0: <laughs> and he has a, he has like a fanny pack belt. He has a fanny pack
1: it. belt. He not even has a
0: little, like, like a little. <laughs> this is where I keep my polishing rags for my chainmail mankini. No, I think what you it's are where, onto something though, right? It's that stash. There is something, because this is, this is one of those things, right? Like the reason it, like Rocky four, right? That movie works because Dolph Lundgren Looks horrifying, even standing next to Stallone. You're like, oh, that Stallone guy's fucking dead. Yeah, right. Like the movies that do that, like you know, they always like when you put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar next to Bruce Lee, right? The bad guys are bigger, tougher. Something scary's coming, so that when the little guy wins, like, oh, look at this villain he overcame. It's really hard to find someone who's like in Predator. They had to get an actual alien species of super murderer to go against Arnold, right? To make it a fair fight. Um, in junior, I guess it was, yeah, reflective condoms or whatever, <laughs> uh, predatory eggs, whatever. But this is the thing, right? So if you're not going to find someone who's bigger and more impressive than Arnold, right? Who can really yep. like go toe to toe. And, and grapple, this is 1985. Like, in this era, you could have got, yeah, you could have gone with like your body Ventura. You could have called in Hulk Hogan, something like that. They could have right. done it. Right. But they opted not to. And I think the way this works is because you do forget sometimes watching these eighties movies that, It is not who has the biggest muscles who always wins fights, right? And so Bennett forces you to think, so Stallone is, or I mean, Schwarzenegger's character, Matrix, is taking him very seriously. Right. Right? Matrix threw him off the team because he was doing shit that horrified Matrix, who we've now just seen completely fucking murder and annihilate tons of people, including civilians in the (laughs) mall. That He's just like, it's fine that they die. It doesn't matter. Right? So... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, uh, the movie does a pretty cool trick on us, right? Which is, we see how horrible and despicable a man Arnold is. Right. Right. To get back his girlfriend, I mean, child. And then to learn that. What a Freudian <laughs> To learn that uh, Farva did things that were so wild that he's like, you can't hang out with us anymore. <laughs> and the fact that this guy, I mean, Bennett is played to an absolute symphony of of creep tones yeah right i think it makes him even more nefarious right Right. because when they finally have their showdown i'd argue this is a bit when the facade slips right because when arnold's like come on you don't ought to use the guy you don't ought to use the god you ought to feel the knife going in, watch my eyes go dead i'm like damn do you talk sexually to everyone including your daughter like what the fuck (laughs) and then uh but bennett just is like i can take you I tell you, he's having like a full-on emotional breakdown. So like That part works with the creep. Yeah. But when he pulls the knife out, the acting can be... I would say the acting is the equivalent of those old uh, hamburger helper commercials. Mm-hmm. Where like the dad <laughs> who you're like, did he or did he not hit everyone in his family before this commercial started? It's like... Just sniffing around. He's like, is that him or help, her, help her. I'm hungry. Right? Like, that's his, his acting when he senses a fight with Arnold. Yes. But there's, there's something unsettling and creepy about him. And again, if you're going to have the schlubby uncle, I think that almost works than just like an equally sized muscle man. I agree. Right? You
1: have to have. It's not a bad choice. If you can't match Arnold, you have got to match him with someone who's just kind of a creep. And that's yeah. an important thing about Vernon Wells' character. That's why the mustache plays, that's why the chainmail works. Yeah. That's why like when he shows up, we all don't question him and go, "Just go back to the backyard wherever you came from." Like he is menacing because he <laughs> is that guy. Like that is the that is the essence of a great 80s villain, I think. Like especially in mm-hmm. action movies, they have to be this way because again, it's Arnold, man. Arnold will yeah. take like snap all these guys like twigs. He I looked this up there are 109 kills in this movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> commits 102 of them. There are only seven deaths in this movie that are not in yeah. that man's hands.
0: So, you know, it's wild because this scene has that really great scene when he's storming the compound yeah. and he uh, he goes into the shed and they actually do a Friday the 13th segment, which is <laughs> yes, like they do. pitchfork, circular saw machete. He's just like. I was like, oh my God, this is like a Friday the 13th movie, awesome. but you're like more afraid for the child. Yes. I forgot about another key piece of evidence because this is, I believe, a James Horner score, it is. right?
1: James Horner. Yeah. Which
0: has to be probably the worst score he ever did. <laughs> this was one of his. He's like, oh, I'm so hungover from a wedding, but I'll take the paycheck. Beep, boop, beep. Boop. <laughs> like, right? like um, the weirdest part, though, is when we meet Arnold at the start and we're doing man shit, his muscle intro through the meat creep with his daughter um there is a sensual saxophone layered on top of that that becomes so (laughs) uncomfortable immediately you're like what are you doing here even horner knew something bad he's trying to give us like the subliminal music he's anyways i'll stop talking about that that
1: was like but that but when all that goes down and there is that like hardcore like lost boys saxophone solo stuff going on over it you're like
0: yeah hmm yeah suspect We were like, I'm not going to lie. I've been exercising again for like five days. And you're like, yeah, those muscles. Yeah, that's that's titillating for sure. I'm with you. (laughs) Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's his daughter. All right. That's enough of that. All right. So we've got John Matrix S. This is the other thing I liked at the movie at the start when he surprises his commander. And they're like, silent and stealthy like always. And then in the entire rest of the movie, I don't think we see Matrix do any single action. That could be called stealthy or silent, not at all, except for maybe killing the guy on the airplane. That's, that was a pretty good.
1: That, uh, no, 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 no. Sh- not Next even snap. that is stealth. I, I again, okay. This, it's, it's. I'm glad you brought this up because while I was watching this again, <laughs> I was like, this movie could have been titled like "Oblivious People," like that's like literally no one notices anything. Like on the on the Do plane, you look
0: around the airplane. When
1: he snaps that guy's neck, the first wow. thing he does though is literally punches the guy in the face in front of everyone. You're telling me there's not a flight attendant who didn't see that.
0: Oh, that's what I sound like when I'm rocking back and forth to try to create enough space between my giant ass and the seat to find that little buckle tail. You're like, "Uh, uh." it feels like I'm fighting and trying to break my own neck. No, as soon as I get on a plane, dude, it's three Tylenol PMs and night, night, like I'm done. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Um, I hate that shit. So, like, that part made sense to me. But then I laughed because as he's trying to, like, oh, I'm going to jump out of the landing gear, he couldn't even stealth past the stewardess. No. Or flight attendant. They were stewardesses back then. Now they're flight, now they're flight attendants. But he couldn't even stealth past her. He's just like, I'm all sick. And she's like, oh, God, I just don't want to deal with yeah. this guy. I- this giant Eastern European <laughs> Karen. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, again,
1: I was like, air sick? Dude, you're not even up. Uh, you know what? Just go. They're
0: not even in the not air. Even in the air. <laughs> She's just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, fuck you. She probably was telling her friends, don't go back by the drink cart. Some guy's definitely going to try to join the Mile High Club with us. Like, oh, no, we know I bet she was time. like,
1: Don't go back by the drink cart. There's a guy who had, like, a bean and cheese burrito in the airport, and he was just shitting his brains out
0: as we ascend. No, that Arnold looks like the kind of guy's going like, oh, you have to get pounded in this tiny shit room. <laughs> like, oh, I barely fit in here, but I've got room to fit in you. Yeah, no, that is the... There was never a person happier in this entire film uh, than the flight attendants once they realized that Arnold had jumped out of the plane. Right. That was the best moment of any character in this movie. Um, speaking of airport employees who are willing to make horrible career <laughs> decisions, I think our our leading lady in this film is one of the weirder trajectories we have a lot of these in 80s movies, right? They're always trying to find a way to shoehorn in some lady that can then become the the quest of a moor, right? right, for our leading man. Right, right. This one is real strange.
1: It doesn't quite add up for me. And I got to be honest, I <laughs> really where, where what gave it away. <laughs> Sorry, I guess that's sort of an obvious <laughs> thing to say.
0: I I mean, Le- okay, let me put it this way. Is it because the scene starts with uh one of the guys trying to sexually assault her, calling her a whore, and then Arnold re-victimizes her <laughs> so that he can follow the other guy I actually. What? You know what?
1: I I again this is just like a bunch of oblivious people walking through this movie. Cause <laughs> even though she is bizarre, the one scene that stood out to me was the cops when she like when they capture him after he like loads up on the gear she pulls up alongside the giant like police van they put him in Mm -hmm. the cops literally look out she all she has on is her like flight attendant blazer the cop looks down he goes hooker i'm like good lord man
0: (laughs) this okay what i do like about her though i'll say this about our leading lady i love the scene when um he's fighting bill duke's character right and it's like i'm gonna you your fucking giant ass, this green beret. And he's like, I eat green berets for breakfast." I'm very hungry. And they're fighting. They even bust into the room where the other like guy is definitely hooking up with a lady way hotter than him in a prostitute <laughs> motel. And they're just sitting there so they can like show some tits briefly because right. they're like, we've got to have more titties in this movie. Right. We don't have a lot of great options. All right, hooker motel fight. But I love when she's just like, these guys eat too much red meat. What is going on here? Because I was like, it's the one thing you never hear people say in 80s action movies where it's like, what's happening around us is not okay. Yeah, there this are is these, wild. like,
1: bizarre insertions <laughs> of, like, what's happening around us humor that don't make sense, yeah. like, in context. But, like, John Matrix response to Cindy, like, freaking out in the car where she, like, runs down the list of what's happened in the movie in the last, like, 10 minutes. And his response yeah. is,
0: no. Yeah. Are you going to explain yourself to me? No. no. And I'm like, well, also, I was like, why does she get preferential treatment? The audience isn't getting any of this yeah. explained to us either. Like, how dare the you? The plot of
1: this movie is no, none like, of our this business. This is the thing, though.
0: Imagine what you said, right? So this lady went from I, – also, I love that Arnold ripped her car seat out so that he could still sit upright when they yeah, What into the parking fuck
1: is the castle? point of doing that? I, now, right, I've wondered matter, that since I was anyway, a kid. So- I saw this movie when I was, like, probably 11 years old, <laughs> and I have no idea why they ripped the car seat out. To this
0: day, yeah, I don't I have get no it. Idea. It's fine. That's that's a small bugaboo for me because I'm like, at least lay down then or have a blankie. Yeah, like he did none of that. Huge. But- it's
1: a huge <laughs> thing for me. I don't know why.
0: Right, but this is the, so she goes in and she makes the smart move, right? Hey, this giant asshole kidnapped me. Right. Let's go. Like, go get his ass. The mistake she made was not immediately leaving. Yes. The mistake There's, she made was not it's one
1: of those letting the cops handle it, which they wouldn't have.
0: Well, you could tell because it's just like the one guy's like, "You want to see me kick some ass?" Right? He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull some tail over this." And then he sees Arnold, he's like, "Fuck!" Also, any guy who's in the mall dressed like that, I would just be like, "Mall's done." Also, everyone go home. I gotta say this. this also, well. who's
1: going to the mall to the bar in the mall? Come on, man.
0: <laughs> well, you heard him. He's like, "This used to play be a great place to hunt slash." I think <laughs> he referred to it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like even watching this now in 2020 i was like i don't know if there's like a more crass way to describe (laughs) trying to pick up women hunt slash i was like oh Oh. it's so fucking
1: gross this fucking i mean i
0: chuckled at it but i was like god those people were savages back in the 80s but no it's but she makes but imagine that she goes from i need help this guy kidnapped me and ripped my car out too and he already had spilled the beans about his kidnapped daughter she's like yeah i don't have any reason to believe that's his daughter. Um. The audience doesn't believe that's his daughter. Fine. She goes from that to seeing him just start murdering cops. Right. And we're led to believe that somehow in that she's like, maybe something is going on. She fucking throws a cop down the stairs.
1: Okay. Thank you. Yeah. She fucking participates. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Within the context of that scene, that's not the most shocking thing she does, actually. The most shocking thing she does is... After almost murdering a police officer, which uh, the first time I saw it, I was like, Did she just kill that cop? I was 11, by the way. Again, I was 11 yeah. years old thinking that. The first thing she does immediately after, she runs outside and she's like, Oh, I hope he doesn't steal my car. I'm like, If you are in a situation <laughs> where a fucking psychopath has already commandeered your vehicle, just let it happen. Just.
0: Yeah, well, not even that. It's like Arnold just stops because I was like, I was like, in the middle of Oh, Arnold chase. thinks. Well, no, Arnold's going to use her as a weapon against someone. That's probably why he stops. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about her. <laughs> he's like, I already got the car. Yeah, he's um, definitely
1: robbing her.
0: But yeah, her from, but it's it's kind of funny because I was like, she's kind of the avatar for all of us where it's like, man, how fun would it be if like all of a sudden I just quit my shitty job one day because I'm just going on this wild adventure with this fucking madman. And I was like, so well, I was watching the movie. I'm like, man, this seems really hard to swallow, right? That she goes from this guy stole my car to I'll push a cop to like 20 minutes later in movie time. I'm going to shoot a rocket launcher at a fucking cop, right? (laughs) Like these (laughs) are huge enormous
1: jumps. She makes not to mention the like
0: underlying like racial components of her versus the LAPD. Right. And she's a lady. And then the movie ends with her and Arnold and uh, Arnold's captive just saying, all right, good killing. We're going to take this plane that we stole and steal it again. So this movie has some weird shit. What I was saying, though, is I think everyone in the audience watching is like, yeah, I think I'd quit my job and fucking ride shotgun and watch Arnold fucking power lift phone booths and flip cars over. I'd leave my job to do that. You were, Are you saying you would? Or are you saying the people in the movie? Yeah, I
1: would. I think
0: most people in the audience are like, yeah, I'd go with Arnold on that trip.
1: Yeah, see, I think most people would because they don't have the wherewithal to not see that kind of thing through. Like, once you see a guy take apart an inflatable in a mall and swing onto the top of an elevator. You're like, this guy probably can handle his business and keep me safe.
0: Well, I'm not even talking about keeping safe. I'm just like, imagine for the rest of your life, you're talking like you're going to have bar stories forever. Sure. For, I mean, granted, she works at the airport, so she probably has them. But I think most people, that's why we like action movies. We like the idea of, because a lot of these movies are like, I'm just a normal dad. Oh, you took my daughter. Psych! Right. I'm a murder machine who lives in the suburbs, right? It's the classic fantasy. I think it's fun that this movie plays that out for a lady. Sure. Right? That it's like, yeah, they would be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I would follow Arnold in a heartbeat. I
1: don't disagree. She's
0: like, I can go back to my shitty apartment. I probably have a boyfriend who's like a five. He's been playing Super Nintendo all day since the 80s. Right. You know what I mean? I hate him.
1: Uh, 85, it's Atari. He's been playing on Atari or or, uh, or Lico. Or Lico Vision,
0: <laughs> but that's not, it's, it's kind of funny, man. All right, let's talk about the things we're really here to talk about. Let's do what are the best one-liners because this movie is notorious yeah. for having some of the best one-liners in movie history. Right. So best one-liners, and then also it has some pretty cool feats of strength.
1: Yes, um, my I can I, the two that are my favorites. I can say. My favorite feat of strength is the phone booth. That's just my all-time favorite. Like, yes, he literally phone picks up amazing. a phone booth with a person in it and throws it, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> like I laughed hysterically watching this movie when that yeah. happened. And then the my favorite one-liner, and it's like it's not a necessarily good one, but it's just like it's the context of the scene is uh, he's holding Sully over the canyon. <laughs> he's like, and uh, it's like. Remember when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, John. Yeah, you did, like that, like yapping dog and those uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, you sure did, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I lied. Drop. I mean, like I lied. It's it's not even. And then he gets in the car and it's like, what happened to Sully? I let him go.
1: <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like he he's always got the second. I mean the be- i don't know what do you think the best one i guess that's my favorite one i think the best one-liner and i didn't realize this i did four takes of it the best one is the bennett kill
0: the bennett kill is just so fucking funny yeah because also you're like it's just it's over there's no one to enjoy the joke uh you've just murdered someone in front of your d- girlfriend i mean daughter <laughs> like this is not a moment to celebrate but just does the Bennett, let off some steam. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Well, I love that line. Uh, who's the guy he kills? He's like, stick around. <laughs> right? like oh, he throws fuck. a fucking saw on wait, him. Is, is that or a Bill, pitchfork. Wait,
1: that, what does he say after Bill
0: Duke gets killed? I'm sure there's a list somewhere of the best. I'm sure, I was trying
1: to find one before the show. The problem show.
0: Is, is there's so many. There's so fucking many good lines in this movie. There are. But yeah. there,
1: there's actually... Um, I read somewhere that the Bennett kill actually had four outtakes with four different four different lines, and I was four trying, different lines he had like four different zingers after he kills Bennett, and I was trying <laughs> to think Arnold
0: him. was improving or they just had a writer there like give him anything
1: uh I don't know, you got any steam quips nah <laughs> maybe not that like just like going just rattling off here and there like that's. That's the kind of awesome stuff about 80s action movies. It's like so much. Like, this movie was $9 million to make. and made $57, 000, $57 million. The box was $9 million. Like, That's the kind of shit that's truly like, that's some fucking magic right there, if you ask me. like I love that kind of shit.
0: The- well, I think it's the thing that kind of pulls Commando away. Because if you look at Commando, it's essentially very stock 80s action, yes. right? foreign bad guy uh some girl who's along for the ride some lady you know oh i gotta save my family and my normal life you know oh i wasn't her most of it's pretty stock right you do have the extra arnold effect like flipping the phone booth and this that so you get some really good arnold moments but really i think the thing that everyone remembers most about this film are the one-liners yeah. right when you do the i let him go uh bennett let off some steam <laughs> there's there's so many small lines in there that become memorable All right. that's that to me is what that because if you didn't have the one-liners in here i mean it's not very good is this movie yeah it's like it's cobra at that yeah. point right because cobra is an okay action movie but people don't remember it like commando because it doesn't have the and right, i have
1: it's three alternate takes i have the three different lines that uh matrix says in the alternate takes okay. which is i hate small talk mm <laughs> okay. I think it was too much pressure for you, Bennett. Oh, <laughs> and couldn't take the pressure, Bennett.
0: I kind of like that one the best. <laughs> I like that one too. It's a little bitchier. You know it's what I mean? Super bitchy. It also shows that Arnold understands like the physics of steam buildup. Like <laughs> it works on other levels for me more than him just saying out loud what he sees in front of his face. I've also—I don't know, man. It's
1: also, fun. this month I really like. I've really been. Re- I've been really getting into the taglines for these movies because anytime we like, we get to see the po- the posters. I have to read you off these four taglines that they had, because one of them is so horrifyingly out of context, and it's really funny. Okay, all right. So hit me. If there's a mission that no man can survive, then he's the man for the job. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand the the dialogue there. It doesn't make sense to me. Um,
0: Huh. Okay. That's horrible.
1: They hunted him down. They murdered his friends. Now they've taken the one thing he would kill for his daughter. May heaven help them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're already murderers and a child thief. So yeah, like heaven's not going to help them.
1: Right now. This is the one that's on most of the posters, which is somewhere. Somehow someone's going to
0: pay. That's pretty good. See, that's just classic stock, yeah, tough guy stuff. And then here's this. I wish this one was a little a little punnier, though, right? Because like, I forgot, actually, probably my favorite one is when he's sneaking past the stewardess or the flight attendant, and he goes, oh, hey, don't wake up, my friend. He's dead he's- tired. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Come on.
1: Here's the. Um, all right. This is the one that's way out of context. Have no idea why. But it's also on the poster on the IMDb page, so if you look it up, you'll see it. Let's party.
0: Let's party. That's Let's party. <laughs> Is that if we're pretending the flight attendant's the main character? Like, what?
1: I don't know. I don't know, but it's just, let's
0: party. <laughs> Is this one of the people who's in the, the, the slash hunting bar saying that? Like, what's the... What is the context? Of I that? don't know. I'm looking. What at about the... this as a party, unless that she's definitely not his daughter. I mean, I'm uh, looking at the know,
1: poster. God. The poster on the IMDb page, though, because I always have the photo of the poster. It's the one that says "Let's Party." I don't know the context of why anyone would use that as the okay. tagline, but nevertheless, I gotta I give. They it had up. a
0: punny one in there somewhere. Yeah, I... they they had a punny one somewhere, and they just missed it. What? Um. I don't know, man. At the end of the day, what I love about this movie is I think it delivers all the basic 80s action you want. But because you have Arnold, it elevates because he is just one of those arresting figures to watch in most movies. Right. You just you can't take your eyes off Arnold when he's in a movie. It feels like especially in this era, the way they just found ways to utilize what he was bringing to the table. Right. Um, You've got an amazing array of bad guys, you know that just all kind of have this weird little unique flavor that play off Arnold yeah. really well. The jokes are fucking hysterical and shouts out baby Bill Paxton. Yes. That was wild. I had totally love forgotten that, man. that. What do you, what do you, what would you say? Your final little, I love commando to the audience.
1: I mean, commando again, it's the prototype for every great action movie. It's the prototype for every great every great parody of an action movie. And it has the perfect, <laughs> It has the perfect amount of perfect amount of action, perfect amount of all these things you want from an action movie. The one-liners, the, the 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 violence, like all the stuff that you need to make a great action movie comes in Commando, and Commando kind of exists as this blueprint going forward from 1985 for like how to make these kinds of movies. And granted, like you play with that format and that kind of thing, but I love Commando because it's just. It's not bonkers. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. They're just killing. Like, yeah. It's just, it's Schwarzenegger at his like peak beef cakeness, just taking everything down. Like, that's the stuff that I love the most. Yeah.
0: I mean, just mowing down 109 guys. You're like, this movie knows what we want. And then it puts a nice layer of like really memorable, awesome one line icing it's on perfect. it. It's perfect. There's a scene in the movie. It's a really small scene, but it kind of struck me as like, oh, this is Commando in a nutshell. When Arnold's in his speedo and he's getting his shopping bags out, right, right. for all of his like his boat raiding murder uh, parade or whatever. Right. When the the stewardess flight attendant lady's handing him his bags, she just smiles at him. And she's like, Good luck. Like she's on some kind of fucking vacation with this like dream Fabio she met. And you're like, Do you realize this guy's going in to fight like a small army with just what's in these bags? His daughter air quotes might be dead and this lady's smiling right (laughs) i laugh because her whole storyline is just wouldn't you quit your job to hang out and rage with arnold right the answer for most of us is yes obviously but she's just smiling because even when the stakes are high and it seems so stupid it's just always entertaining and funny like even watching arnold put all that shit in the boat you're like he's gonna kill a lot of people with that (laughs) so in that moment of really weird bad acting i would say it kind of summarizes to me in a cute way why i like command but
1: you realize right there you've just discovered that's the let's party tagline that moment that brings it forward
0: that's when he says let's party no
1: she gives off the let's party vibe and he's like yep i'm gonna go kill 102
0: people (laughs) she's just like i had this king for a long time it's they don't have faces of death yet. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, if that's a party to you, right? A party like Hellraiser, like Pinhead says, "Angel to some, demons to the other." All right, guys, that's enough, Commando. Uh, man, I am I am overfilled with beef. Um, but we got one more. We got one more uh, a beef beefcake oh movie I'm for so this uh, Thanksgiving excited. celebration. Road House. Um, I honestly, I don't know how many good things I can say about that movie. I'm going to try to fit it into about an hour. But, man, one of my all-time favorite movies, Um, some Patrick Swayze in your life. Go find Roadhouse and get ready for next week. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I can't All right. Remember. As always, guys, please take a second. Leave us a rating and review. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. Uh, find us on all your socials. shout us out to your friends uh le- get them to leave ratings and reviews too please uh in all the bios of our socials you can now find links if you want to get some merchandise uh from the show uh we have that for you on all our socials you can find it there yep also go to manscaped buy some stuff with our code film uh for yourself and your friends that need to treat yourself pamper yourself we're about to be back in lockdown we're all going to need our creature comforts please uh, we can help you out. Code film at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping on any of the amazing Manscaped products. I can attest firsthand. I use them. They are awesome. Same. Um, so until next time, guys, uh, get ready for Roadhouse. Also, still time. Get your uh, picks in for our December stocking stuffer list, and we might cover exactly what you want to hear about. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh. Green.
1: I'm Alex Dandino.
0: Let's party. No, that's a hard (laughs) pass. I'm calling Child Protective Services. (laughs)